Hello and welcome again to another episode of Log On To Cybersecurity, where we talk about the latest cybersecurity trends and methods to protect organizations from various attacks. And today we're going to take a deep dive into brand impersonation scams. And this is something that we see happening all the time. And if you have ever received emails from Google, Amazon, or other big companies that you think looks fake, then that means you have received a scam and ignoring the scams have severe consequences. So today we have Luigi Languero, the founder of Before AI, to sit down with us today to discuss these threats and show us ways to prevent brand attacks in the future. Welcome, Luigi. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks for having us on this, uh, on this podcast. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. So... I have seen that Before AI has talked a lot about brand impersonation in your blog. So can you start off by sharing what are the common brand impersonation threats and if you could share some recent examples to our listeners? Sure. So uh, I think first of all, you know, probably the, the, the audience does not realize that, you know, while we hear every day about ransomware and malware and viruses, the number one cause of losses to organization worldwide, and it's the same in every region, are business email compromise. So this is where somebody has impersonated an executive or a team member and tricked somebody else in the organization to do wire transfers or commit fraud or things like that. So uh, at the base of this type of threat, there is impersonation of the brand because most of these uh, messages will come through an email with a forged domain, for example, or, you know, with content that is a lookalike to the original brand to try and trick the eye, right? And, uh, and so to your point, we talk often on our blogs about this type of risks because it's the most widespread, the most impactful, the one where people think that they have the eye to spot, but the reality is not the case. You know, they'll be triggered because the criminal you know, are, are focusing on that. And so we, we help our customer to basically detect and, and stop those scams before they make any harm. Thank you for those examples. And yeah, thank you for also helping uh, your customers to prevent these. So could you share without the right solutions to protect our system, how will companies be affected by these attacks? Because I think uh, we shared the severe consequences, but I don't think people know what the consequences would be. Yeah, sure. So there are obviously, um, we need to first distinguish, I would say if this is a large corporation a medium to small size company or individuals, right? So if we start from the corporation standpoint, you know, the corporation really wants to do two things. One is avoiding to become victim. And here, generally, they get attacked by impersonation of their suppliers. So it's called from some third-party risk management, where you try and reduce the exposure that your partners generate on you. And so, you know, a way to implement that type of protection is to implement threat intelligence in your system, like anti-phishing filters and firewalls. So threat intelligence would provide, uh, you know, foresight in terms of where the risk is coming from, especially if you use, of course, predictive intelligence like before AI. 
And then at that point, your anti-phishing filter, your firewall will filter this traffic that comes from, you know, fake sources and avoid anybody to be scammed. At the same time, the corporation may be victim of brand impersonation themselves, right? So if they are in retail, for example, they have brands or, you know, even if they work with B2B and they are in large uh, deals, uh, their brand, their, their name can be impersonated to scam somebody else. This is where our pre-crime brand, for example, get used often by customers like Signify or Volksbank. These customers, where they tried, to, what they wanted to do is to ensure that if somebody impersonate their brand, number one, they know about it so that they can, you know, get, uh, you know, informed and, and act on it. And two, to remediate it. And how you remediate it, generally, it, what happened is a procedure called the takedown. So takedown is uh, going after the registrar of the domain or the infrastructure provider like web hoster and mail hosters and get that infrastructure disabled. Now, this is something that may be relatively quick, uh, you know, sometimes hours to minutes, uh, but unfortunately, most of the time takes very, very long because you have to collect proofs, you have to prepare uh, you know, information for those organizations to uh, acknowledge that there is a problem. And then there may be some of those organizations that are not very collaborative and may take months, right? If the domain was registered in Russia or in Iran or something like that. So what we do is we provide a service called the Active Defense to our customer where we work with partners like VirusTotal, uh, uh, Online DNS, some of the most common browser to block access to those malicious infrastructure, even before the malicious infrastructure has been disabled and certainly before there is an attack. For medium-sized companies, the risk is really about being victims. It's really about, you know, uh, some of their employees being tricked to do a wire transfer to a different bank account, you know, while thinking that they're paying a supplier. And again, here, you know, both solution applies, either trying to protect, uh, focusing on protecting the network and the inbound traffic with the likes of threat intelligence and other solutions that are based on preventive approach, or trying to be informed about the attack that may come from your suppliers so or more third party uh, risk management. And again, here, the brand protection uh, solution we offer uh, can fit in the space. For individual, that's where the most challenge uh, happened, right? Individuals don't necessarily have sophisticated security measures. So my recommendation would be first to adopt a protective DNS, uh, like Quad9, for example. So Quad9.net is a free resolvers that provide filtering against malicious uh, activities. Uh, Quad9 use about 18 different threat intelligence feed among others, before I act. so the before every crime contributes to make online, uh, you know, more secure, and that way you have a free, but very comprehensive solutions. Of course, doesn't fix everything, but it's a good start. And then the next uh, is to, uh, and I think it goes back to what you were saying earlier, pay attention to little uh, nudges that may tell you that this is a scam. Uh, you know, if the opportunity that the in the message is too good to be true, then probably it is too good to be true, right? If the uh, message include urgency, a sense of trying to get you to do some action in a rush, 
most probably it's a scam as well. And then, of course, but unfortunately, this is going to disappear very soon. The usual typo, uh, you know, as usual, these scammers write from other languages. And so the grammar may not be very correct uh, that you receive. But as we know, nowadays with AI and the likes of ChatGPT, uh, criminals are going to have a much better tool for writing scam emails. So I would not count on just the ability to identify typos or strange frames in the, in the, in the message more sense of urgency or offer that is too good to be true, but definitely adopt the solution like online, uh, that's a more systemic and, and less so that even at 3 AM, if you're very tired, you're still someone that is looking after your network traffic and you don't have to count on yourself. Thank you for the very detailed uh, explanation for everything, like in different levels for individuals, mid-size and large organizations. And I think, yeah, the impacts of it, I would say mostly it will be the reputation of the company and also the person who gets the scam. How would you know if it's, uh, if it's really coming from a big company? Because opportunities like this, you know, it's hard to identify what it is. And especially what you've mentioned with ChatGPT and all these AI tools getting more popular, it might get harder and harder to get uh, to recognize these scams. And, you know, there, around two months ago, India had a similar attack uh, that we were all following up in Logon that nearly 40 million of the health records from the India Institute of Medical Sciences were compromised from their servers and it took them more than two weeks to bring the system back online. So like you said, it takes longer time to get over with these scams to repair everything that was damaged. So besides uh, before AI's solutions or like pre-crime, is there any advice that you could give companies to prevent these brand attacks in the future, especially with all the technology getting... Definitely, yeah. So... I would say that number one, you know, hygiene in DNS management is very important. So DNS is the system that holds domain names. Every company has one or more domain names and securing their own domain names. It's relatively straightforward, but it's also the thing that generally is not done very well. So I think, you know, first opportunity for anyone owning one or more domain names is to make sure to secure them. Because, of course, if you have a scam coming from one of the domain name you own, it's going to look like much more credible and trick even more your the, the potential victims, right? So first, don't make the life of the criminal very easy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, uh, you know, many uh, register what are called protective domain names. So these are domain names that look alike, their ones, and they register to avoid that the criminals would register it themselves and then use it for scam. Unfortunately, those secondary domain names get very easily forgotten uh, and uh, not maintained. So same thing I said earlier, make sure to secure your assets first and foremost. Uh, you know, the, 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 the likelihood of those domains being not very well configured is extremely high nowadays and that may be an easy target for criminals to take control of it and then use it for their own interest. And then, uh, you know, definitely I would say the, the, um, you know, providing a way, so I'll, I'll just say 
do not create confusion in your customer, right? So sometimes we see organizations like postal office or banks using all sorts of different domain names, right? Some, uh, you know, for a specific marketing action or some, or a specific login in a particular feature of their website. If you have multiple domain names that you use with your customer, you are creating confusion in their head. So it's easier that they will be scammed later when another domain name will show up because they, they're not being used to focus on all they want. Uh, you know, the, the, the most, uh, safe, uh, organization actually have gone to the extent of taking ownership of an extension, right? So the, the, the dot, uh, up and after the dot having the name of their company, this way, you know, they can control the, 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 the naming structure. So, you know, this, this would be for me kind of the, the one oh one, right? So basics, uh, unfortunately after that, it becomes, you know, as they say, your mileage may vary. So. It depends really on what are the risks specific to the company. The company has to prioritize, you know, are they protecting themselves? Are they protecting their supplier? Are they protecting their customers? You know, there are, that's where, you know, having the relationship with the provider like Logan come to use because you can help them and, and recommend them the right solution for the different risks that they have to manage. And maybe some risks are more, uh, let's say likely to happen or more dangerous, so they need to be managed first. And so you can have, you know, more progressive uh, type of approach. Mm. Well, thank you for those advices. So just to give a quick addition to what Before AI does to our listeners. So Luigi and everyone in his team has done amazing work on building a strong predictive cybersecurity intelligence that helped many network security teams in Asia, especially our clients. Uh, to anticipate attacks with effective prevention methods. So before we end today's episode, can you share what are uh, Before AI's future plans and if you have any offers that you have for corporate clients for today? Sure. So um, as you said earlier, the landscape of risk of, uh, of cybercrime is evolving very fast, right? especially with the arrival of generative AI. So few products that are coming down the line for us. So first, we are very successful in the banking sector. Banks are unfortunately the number one target for this type of brand impersonation. Yeah. And so we are developing the product to help them as well with credit card frauds to identify credit cards that would be used for fraudulent activity before even the first transaction is made. Um, under the same kind of line of thoughts, we are now seeing an emergence of um, deep fake video and deep fake audio. So as the usage of conferencing calls and conferencing videos, uh, video conferences is developed, uh, criminals are starting to adopt tools that will impersonate you in video and in audio and generate even more, uh, you know, a trick to the, to the brain to have you fall into the, into trusting them. And so we are working on developing solution for identifying those fake video, fake audio through video conferencing solution. But I would say, you know, the, the, aside the, the, the next roadmap, we're really into making sure that our current solutions that continue to stay fit for the purpose, as you said, we are the first one to provide predictive technology. Uh, one of the challenge when you do this type of, uh, capability 
is that internet keep growing. Uh, internet grows at about 5% every month. That means it's a compounding growth. So criminal, as you might imagine, hide themselves in the growth area because they are the one that maybe we don't see yet. And so we are continually investing in increasing our visibility so that our predictive models can observe all the possible behaviors to be scored. And of course, to continue to give our best service in terms of false positive, that is, uh, you know, one of our, uh, to say, uh, most proud capabilities, right? The fact that we only provide, that we provide 99 or 95% uh, reliability of our prediction. That means that people don't have to waste time on false alert. And that's, uh, that also require a lot of continuous research and development. Mm. Yes, I think your predictive technology is very interesting. And I think a lot of people will be very interested in it, especially this is something that prevents the attack from happening so they can avoid any kind of consequences from any attacks that happen in the future. But yeah, so I think people need to be more aware of how technology is getting more advanced, especially with all these AI tools that we keep seeing from the news that you just had to say, uh, you just had to stay ahead of technology, just get prepared for everything and have. Absolutely. We are already, we are already in an era of blue AI against red AI. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, from, from, so, you know, we hope to be kind of staying one step ahead. Uh, and that's definitely our mission to stay one step ahead of the, of the bad guys and make their lives miserable. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, thanks for giving us a, a way to educate uh, as well and share what we are doing, because to your point, I think there is a, a need for awareness of these new solutions that enable people to be more protected and organization to be less victim of these attacks. Yes, that's great. Thank you, Luigi, for joining us today and sharing so many insightful tips for preventing brand attacks and also your predictive technology. And to all our listeners, if you're interested to today's topic and would like to know more about Before AI Solution, do go to our website to get more information. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. I will see you all at the next one. Bye. Thank you, Lisa. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.